I got a playful shit. That's pleasant. Welcome to episode 205 of the TryGames.net podcast. It is Saturday. BT was up early, so we're recording earlier in the morning. That means nothing to you, but it means a lot to me. It is 11.20. <laughs> don't get used to it. Yeah. Get used to it. Do not get used to it. Don't. Um, yes. So what do we do here? We talk about Al. Food. Bitch. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll, I'll give Pete the chance to re. re- Recuperate. Pete, what do we do here? What what do we do? Oh, eat carrots? Huh? Wait, what's going you on? Fucking whores. This podcast is over. No. I know. Uh, this is the TryGames.net brunch cast. Yes. Well, except for me because I finished my lunch. This will no, be the only carrot I eat during the recording because I realize it's really loud. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's hear some of those gorgeous teeth crunching on them orange shits. There you go. There we go. Yeah. Um, but we mostly talk about games. I am your host. Games. And more games, games. games and more games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got that. Uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, wanted to talk about the death or supposed death of Guitar Hero this week. That was, I don't know, at the, uh, at the same time, it was, it was kind of an, a joyful announcement, but also kind of sad. Um, yeah, seeing as I cut my teeth on that franchise, but Activision watered it. We'll get into all that shit later. But first, we are going to start off with what Carrot Boy has been playing. Take it away. Super Meat Boy. Oh! Ah, look at that. More food. What? <laughs> Super Meat Boy? Oh, zing. Yeah, honestly, over the past week, that's all I've been able to play. Um, uh, I've been playing important life stuff instead. Um, but uh, I did... Unlock the kid on uh, the Xbox 360 version, which you know last week I talked about unlocking him on the PC version PC and have yeah. and having like taken like over 12 hours like total game time to do so. Um, apparently, after you unlock the kid once, it becomes really easy to do it again because uh, I sat down and played the 360 version and like got the kid uh, in about an hour. Um, and it was like I kind of wish I hadn't done it then because I was thinking to myself that I should have. Wait to this podcast and then like put the word out that I would uh you know Justin TV stream my attempt on 360 <laughs> and that would have been a good thing since it only took an hour but I was bored and was like hey let me try this I probably won't get it anyway and then I got it and I was like wow um so yeah that's what I've been playing just more Super Meat Boy Super Meat Boy that's it nothing that else is, that is I mean like the usual iPhone stuff that I I think I already talked about like nothing new or exciting have I played. What are you, Yoda? Oh, I played some Rock Band 3, too, but as well. Okay, you gotta uh, rewind. Say that it, nothing new or exciting have you played? Yeah. Jerk. Ow! Oh. What you been playing? <laughs> I've been playing Dragon Quest 4, and I'm like 12 and a half hours in. Munch, munch. Mm-hmm. Munch, munch. Do, do I... you want us to make some random noises while you swallow your food? You can, certainly. <laughs> okay, you good? Yeah, I think I Okay. So, um, I'm on, uh, chapter five, which indicates 
because the game is called Chapters of the Chosen, that um, I have proceeded through the other characters in the story and am now focused on the main character of the story. So uh, now the meat of the game begins. Right. Ah, uh, meat, food, ha Zing. Wah, and, wah, wah. Um, I continue to enjoy it, and I continue to um, want to play it pretty much over anything else. Uh which indicates that I really haven't played anything else. But <laughs> um, I do also have to mention that I played Bioshock. Ooh! And I am very close to the end of that game. I think if I could put some time into it this weekend, I might be able to, excuse me, finish it like in the next sitting, maybe. Uh, I came across like the big plot twist of the game. If anybody like knows that there's a big plot twist, but, um, so I think that once I do some other things, I'll be finished with that. And how, how have you been playing it? Have you been, I, I, and I'm sure you've said this before, but just to refresh my memory, have you been taking the Atom or saving the sisters? Mm. Well, well. Good thing you asked that. Yeah. <laughs> much, much. In the beginning of the game, I was... Um, Are you still eating? No, I'm drinking <laughs> now. I mean, okay. I am still eating, but I'm not eating right now while I'm talking. Okay. But I was drinking while you were talking. Uh, anyway, um, in the beginning of the game, I uh, was harvesting the little sisters because I just hated the fact that it it just was such a bitch to kill a big daddy. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. Take that. <laughs> but now, because of the plot twist and a lot of the different things that I've been experiencing in the game, uh, like it's been relatively easier to kill the big daddies now. I've been rescuing them. Okay, so that that was really all just to to be a badass and kill things. No, no, I was really pissed off at the fact that it was so difficult to defeat a, a big daddy that I wanted my fucking reward from it. Oh, see, I, I I completely messed up the the kind of order of events that happened because I've only been playing for an hour and I don't think I've met a big daddy yet. So, uh, well, completely didn't even realize. Yeah, okay. when when you do, you will see that it's like a bitch in the beginning, right? So, so it goes: you see the little sis- the little sister, you harvest her, and then the big daddy comes after you. Oh no, no, you kill big daddy first. Oh, see that that's what I'm saying. I don't even know the how, how it goes. Okay, mm, I need yeah, to start yeah. playing this. How old is this game again? I don't even know. God. Okay. Uh, well, I got it for free, so that that's probably why. Um, mm. Anything else? Yeah. Uh, I played, uh, I played nothing else in this house, like in this PC or anything like that. Um, before I get to the last thing I was playing, I would just like to mention that I got a call from xcubicle.com and, uh, they had to replace the motherboard on my, they have to replace the motherboard on my 360. So that's going to cost me a hundred. And uh, hopefully it'll call me today and say everything's done, but it's going to be quite an expensive ordeal. This is your old uh, non-slim. Mm-hmm. Okay. That I'm going to sell once I finish um, getting it repaired. Right. Right. But um, now I wish I could kind of sell it for more than I want to sell it for, but um, I don't think that anyone would buy it if it was more expensive than what everybody else is selling it for. So. Right. Okay. Dragon.net um, is not affiliated in any way with xcubicle.com. Com. Yeah. Yeah, dot com. Uh, they are a cubicle. 
Literally. They, they literally told him, though, you should have been like, yo, I'll pimp you on the podcast if you give me a discount. <laughs> I, I did get a discount because uh, I brought in three consoles. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, yeah. I thought I mentioned that last week. Menage a trois. Anyhow, the last game I've been playing, which is I've been playing it this morning, was a game dev story. Oh, right. And I. Yeah, I played three hours of that. When? This past week, but go ahead. This week. <laughs> uh, I bought it, um, I think maybe Wednesday or Thursday because it went back down to 50% off. So oh. it was 250 again. And I played the light version. And because I like the light version so much, I mean, I only played it for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is definitely something I would like to have. Um, I decided to buy it on the next sale and it's 210 yen. Which equated to about two dollars and fifty four cents. Played it this morning for a good hour and a half straight, and I, I really wasn't planning on doing that. I was just kind of planning on, you know, tinker around with it, start it up. But then, you know, I started in the first year, and I was make, making games. I had some people. I was learning the ropes, trying to figure out what people do, how to get people to do what I want them to do, and uh, you know, every couple of years or so, another game console manufacturer comes out with like a new console and the other consoles kind of reach the end of life and things like that. And now I'm at a point I'm only about six years in, uh, like halfway through the six year or something like that. Yeah. And <clears throat> the, uh, is it safe to say what the consoles are that, that have come out so far? I don't think it matters, right? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, I mean, but it's just, they're, uh, funny names but yeah yeah ahead. they are funny names um but the well i'll i'll, I'll say because they're funny too um there's senga like they're really like blatant ripoffs of the companies that are out now well senga's but, um, the company yeah yeah senga's the company yeah. uh their first console that they came out with was the exodus and i chuckled when i first saw that and um that's about to reach its end of life but now i'm at the point where i'm making um games for the uh, IES, which is the Nintendo <laughs> Entertainment System. And Gee, I wonder what that's a ripoff of. Yeah. I can't really tell. Mm, me neither. And uh, the Game Kid, which is also made by Nintendo. Uh, Senga made their portable, the Play Gear. But I haven't, su- I haven't supported that yet. And then uh, there's this other company, Nippon, uh, which makes these like really weird. I- I'm guessing it's TurboGrafx and NEC. Because they make like these really weird consoles that I don't know, they're just fucking weird. I guess uh, Sony didn't get into your game yet, right? Because like you no, didn't get to the yet. generation where Sony would be introduced. Because uh, I just want to say this one because it's funny. Uh, when they when Sony comes in, whatever their name is, I don't remember what they you know the fake Sony name is, but they put out a portable and it's called the Mini Status. Mini Status. <laughs> mini Status. Um, so I, my most recent accomplishment, uh, like I, I made my, one of my first big accomplishments was selling a game called Darkness and <clears throat> Darkness was That's copyright a, infringement. No, not the Darkness. <laughs> darkness. <laughs> um, they, basically when you make a game, a game dev story, you have to pick a type and a genre mm-hmm. and those two kind of, if they go together, you get bonuses. So the type of game that I made was an adventure game. Uh, no, the genre game, the genre was adventure and the type was mystery. And it sold really well. 
So just like any other, you know, great game developer, I made a sequel. And uh, the sequel, <laughs> the sequel, Darkness 2, didn't really sell as well as Darkness. <laughs> you should have milking the franchise. <laughs> and I made this, sir. Well, no, I think, oh, what I did was I made Darkness for the Exodus, right? And it sold like 260,000 copies. It was awesome for being like in year two. And then I sold Darkness 2 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, and it didn't really sell too well because I, I, I don't know. I just, did, I guess maybe I didn't keep the same settings. So it wasn't like the same game. But then I went back to the Exodus and made Darkness 3. <laughs> and uh, Darkness 3 sold even less than Darkness 1 and Darkness 2. So I'm like, okay, let me not pitch black anymore. And um, then I went to a new kind of game because I started opening up some shit. And I got uh, an action ninja game that I called Shuri Ken. Shuri Dash Ken. <laughs> and Shuri Ken is like the best selling game ever. I sold it for the, uh, the IES. And it sold like five something no, no 300 something thousand copies and then i made um sure can go for the game kid and that's oh, the fifth game in the series that. no that's the second game in the series sure no. can is not darkness you see different types of games different no games. i know i know i'm just commenting on your usage of go oh what 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 huh oh go i'm so dumb <laughs> Uh, yeah, I meant go as in go take it with you because it's on the game. I know, kit. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so dumb. So that sold like over 500,000 copies and now I opened up a new office and I got fucking director and making like $4 million and I'm feeling very comfortable. And then that was when I got the, the whole let's do podcast thing. Oh shit, I got to make breakfast. <laughs> but I was like, no oh body, shit. Bobby Connicking for you. I gotta make a new game. I gotta make a new game, and I, I gotta make it good. But I haven't gotten good reviews on the games. I don't know how. Like, yeah, the deep. highest I've gotten were two eights and two sevens. Shit, I've gotten the highest because you're not. You know why? You're not paying off the magazines like they do with Famitsu. That's <laughs> <laughs> not even a joke. They fucking do that. Yeah, I know they do that. It's that's ugh. But you know, mm-hmm. that's how they work over there. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to do that. Yep. I think my best game in uh, in game dev story so far has been a cosplay trivia game called Furry What's It. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> I love the fact that like certain genres you have to like do certain things to open them up. Like I don't have mystery. Um, like but yeah, like I randomly somehow got co- cosplay. So I was like, oh, I got to use this in a game. Uh huh. Um, my nice. I, I made a animal an animal adventure game called Dookie Pookie. <laughs> wow! Thank you for that. And I think I think Dookie Pookie was nominated for an award because they have. It, what's also cool about this game is like they have awards every year, and the awards go for like best graphics, best design. Then they have like the worst game, which you have to actually pay three hundred thousand dollars if you get that award. <laughs> oh. And then there's a grand prize, which gives you a million dollars um, for the you know best game overall that year. Uh, then they also have like a trade show. And you can send people to trade show. You can send like boot babes, animal costumes, and all sorts of stuff. And it really makes it, it adds a whole new different dimension to the games. Like, dude, this is a two dollar fifty cent game. This shit is fucking awesome. Yeah, I love it Play it with a I stylus. Think, uh, well, man, I don't stylus. think the game really needs a stylus. I mean, it's yeah. simple, simplistic enough that it's like you know, mm-hmm. 
Oh, it, I'm not talking about mechanics. I'm talking about my own issues with poking a screen. <laughs> that, that that sounds so wrong. But wait, wouldn't it, wouldn't it for the because uh, you guys, uh, Al, you have it on your Droid, whatever phone. Can't you use the uh, the like on or not on screen? Can't you use the buttons on the phone to go through the menus and stuff? I could, but I wouldn't want to. My screen is like fucking four inches. <laughs> My screen is bigger than you. No, um. But really, just hitting the stuff on the screen is great. But I'm saying for, like, Austin's case, would he not be able to use buttons? Oh, I, okay, well, so he, here's the thing. If it's a game like that, I'd rather use the stylus over my finger over a D-pad. Because I, I, I'm, I don't have a problem with the efficiency of using touch controls. My problem is just the fact that I hate my hand covering up the screen. Especially because my phone's smaller than Al's. Hmm. Like, I don't know how many... This is going to get really, really. I don't get the covering the, but I, I don't, don't know get how many the inches covering the screen, the screen thing because I mean, in this game, you're not covering the screen at all. You're you're poking a quick option and move your hands out of the way. I still hate it. Okay. Either <laughs> way, this let game it be is like great. John Lennon. <laughs> let it what? Let's say let it be like John uh, Lennon. Well, maybe they'll release a uh, like a Steam version or something at some point because that would be pretty cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. I also just don't want to play anything on my phone. Just in general. I like to read on it. I don't like to play games on it. I don't know. Anyway, anything else? Out that, is it. that is oh. it. Let it be done. Oh, okay. Ooh, been... They can make a 3DS version and call it Third Dev Story. Zing. 3DS? 3D. Yeah, yeah. Ha-ha. You should be in Nintendo marketing. I should. I'm going to get on the fucking phone and call Reggie Feesman yeah. and be like, I'm here to Some chew bubblegum and kick ass. And, and you're all out of ass. ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jinx. No. I beat Miles Edgeworth uh I think yesterday after playing it, it until wait, yesterday was Friday. Mm-hmm. And okay, so yeah, I did beat it yesterday. Uh I think the day before that. No, the, whatever. Wednesday night I, I came back home from work and I was playing it and I was like, I I'm I'm near the end. I can feel it. It's it's within grasp. And I kept on playing. And you know, those games are all just like reading and reading and stupid comments from your sidekicks and gumshoes going like, like, oh, my paycheck, blah, blah, blah. And it, it, I'm playing it and it's like, where's the end? I'm right here. But this is taking so long to freaking play. So I was up just trying to get through all the dialogue and, and, and all the kind of testimony and rebuttals. I went to the bathroom to go get a tissue to blow my nose, and I looked at the clock. It's like 3 a.m., and mm-hmm. I, you know, I was playing. I was playing this game while I was lying in bed, and I remember getting into my bed at like 11:30. So I was basically yeah. on the cusp of beating the game for about three and a half hours. Um, so I finally went yeah. to sleep, and the next day I didn't touch it. And then on Friday I finally beat it. Um, and I, I got to say that for all the griping that I did. Uh, for the weeks coming up to this, you know, saying about how the logic system was a bit contrived and it just wasn't as enjoyable as the other games. It still does a really good job of, you know, taking the five cases and weaving a, a, a very, I don't want to say cohesive because no Ace Attorney game is cohesive. They're all nuts. <laughs> but weaving a very unified tale, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, Making because as far start. as I, what'd you say? Making things come full circle. Yes, yes. Because as far as I remember from the first Phoenix Wright game, 
the very first one, like it kind of did that, but it didn't really. Um, I don't, I don't know if, if, if you agree with that sentiment, I just kind of felt it didn't. It was, it was the same characters, you know, Maya and Phoenix, um, kind of carrying through their investigations. And I think, I guess like the, the fourth case came full circle with the second one. Oh yeah. I, I can't remember, but like, fourth, huh? the second one was the one, wait, I don't remember which is the first or the second. It was the first one. The first one, one was like the strictly tutorial one. No, 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 no. I mean, the, the first game or the second game, fourth case. Was the second game, fourth case, the one with the police chief? Mm, no. That was the first game. That was the first game. And See, that was the fifth bonus case. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was the, um, the fourth case. So then the, the no, second fourth game. No, fourth was fun. Ooh, I'm not going to spoil that there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait, that was the, the second game or the first game? First. The first one, and then you had the, to, to do it right. Uh, and then the, the I'm really trying not to say anything. <laughs> um, and then, and then. Is that the dude who did the thing? thing. What's the other thing? Um, <laughs> shit. And then the, the, the girl is in the second game. <laughs> He's doing it again. Yeah, I'm doing the second game. Oh, I this mean. is great. But wait, what was the last case of the second game? The last case, of the second game. I, I, wait, 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 wait. The assassin on the radio. Yes! And, uh, the goblet. No. That's the third game. I, doesn't matter. Uh, but, like, yeah, I mean, you as the talking game, about though, right? Yeah. Okay, good. But as the games, you know, progressed, they did a better job of pulling things kind of full circle, but it was still, it still felt kind of, not until the, I would say, um, not until the last Phoenix Wright game did they actually kind of do a great job of making everything weave into each other. And Apollo Justice, kind of went back to the uh, uh, unless I'm remembering wrong I believe it went back to the whole like okay the first case and the last case really tie into each other but the ones in the middle n- not not really yeah and this one for Miles Ed- what did you say? I said the first and the last cases were really linked and the second and third cases were they were, they were kind of other things that you did yeah and in this one it's totally like from the beginning like even though the first case is is kind of one of those like short tutorial ones, not as short as the first Phoenix Wright case, but it was pretty short. Like mm-hmm. everything ties into each other. They do these things with the timeline where the first case actually happens. Uh, where does it happen? I think out of the five cases in in chronological order, the first case actually happens. I think like second to last. Mm. Okay. And then the That's second cool. case happens, the second and uh, third cases happen, like, before that. And then the fourth case goes way back. It does one of those, like, loopy things. But they and did a really good job of, of... After the first case? They what? The fifth case happens after the first case? Yeah. Ah, cool. And, like, at first I'm playing some, like, wait a second, didn't he say this happened yesterday? And what, I'm confused. But then when they bring it all together, you're like, okay, I see how it fits. Um, and that's not to say that this... This game's story is particularly better than any of the other ones, but it's just they do a really good job of, you know, again, like you said, pulling it for a cir- full circle throughout the whole game. Um, and again, definitely worth a play if you're a fan of the series, which is such a cliche for anyone to say, oh, if you like this series or if you like this genre, you should play this game. What the? But I mean, in terms of like, it's not like I said before, it's not something that's going to make you want to get into the series. Whereas I think 
the other games kind of are. Mm-hmm. Which is which is really weird because in this one you actually control character movement and you'd think that I don't know I, I guess my impression is that people once they see how kind of I hate to use this term but how dumbed down the kind of mechanics in the other Phoenix Wright games are it's like okay I just clicked it to move somewhere right it seems dumbed down and so someone might cast it off as like some stupid silly game. But at the same time, I think that the audience for these games are more more casual. Oh, so, certainly. yeah, so they might be less inclined to play Miles Edgeworth. I don't know. It, it, they should, though. Yeah, especially if you should. played, like, the first game and you were a big fan of Miles Edgeworth. Do you think that something like that, like that, I really thought Edgeworth was a cool character. Let me play his game. Would that apply? Um. Yeah, sure. I, I get as much as anything as much as it would for any other game or franchise or whatever, you know. The only reason why I say that is because when I heard that there was a Miles Edgeworth game announced, I wanted it immediately. Right. Not based on anything other than the fact that Miles Edgeworth is a cool motherfucker. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I said, just like with any other <laughs> franchise where you, you get nice characters. And when I say nice, I mean good. I don't because Miles mm-hmm. is an asshole. Yeah, yeah, but, he is. Like when you get good characters... Yeah, if they make a spin-off based on a likable character or a cool character cuz he's not exactly likable either. Um Yeah. Well, but like yeah, see, I liked him. The other thing that I was going to mention well, is well, well just, just, just to finish. comment on what Pete said for quickly. Like it's not it's not that I didn't like him, but he is like like I said, he's an ass. You know, that's what I meant by likable. Yeah. But sorry, Al, go ahead. Uh, I was going to ask do um they either like embellish or kind of go a little bit more in depth in his character development or do they just go well you know Miles Edgeworth is a dick and when you played when you were Phoenix Wright and you were challenging against him he was always a really big dick to you and then in like the later games you kind of he they reveal okay yeah he's not so cold and not so much of a dick as you really think he is so then as you play as him I'm sure they don't want you to play as a dick character. So do they oh, he's do any a dick. Kind of, oh, God. <laughs> do they do any... Um, but wait, is he a dick and it's funny? Or is he a dick and it's like... Uh, it makes you like him less? He's as, a, playing as okay, a main so, <clears throat> Think back to Phoenix, right? And how whenever Maya or Gumshoe said something a little ridiculous... like He would ri- ridicule them about it? Well, Phoenix would sometimes say something... But he would also sometimes think it yeah. instead of saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. Miles says it out loud much more than Phoenix would, and uh-huh. he's still like he's just still an ass to Gumshoe. Oh yeah, I wouldn't put if he wasn't an ass to Gumshoe, then he wouldn't be Miles Edgeworth. Yeah, no, that's true. But it just gets like it gets so tiring because I feel bad for Dick Gumshoe. I, I felt do. bad for him ever since like the the. One of the early times when he just like kept fucking up, and he was like, "Oh God, I'm gonna get a pay cut." And like, well, yeah, dude, stop fucking up. Well, you can't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he still pulls out the whole like, "This will be reflected on your next monthly salary check," and it's just like, dude, he's trying to help you. Calm down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think for the most part, while he's still like a dick, it's it's less apparent because he's not facing off against a Phoenix Wright in court. He's facing off against people who you're trying to, you know, put away. Right. So you kind of want him to be mean to those guys. Mm. So 
Cool. Well, you know what I mean? Like, if, if you're playing a game where you're the protagonist and you're trying to... Did I say protagonist? Yes, I did. Yeah, you protagonist. did. <laughs> and you're trying to put away, like, like a criminal, you're not going to treat him nicely. So that, you know, that in that way, it doesn't come out as much. But, you know, when, when you're Phoenix Wright and Miles Edgeworth is taunting you and bowing and pointing his finger at you, you know, then you're like, okay, I really don't like this guy. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I mean, they don't, they don't go into any depth of his character like his upbringing or anything like that because i think they covered that in the first game anyways oh yeah because of the whole thing with right thing and, the, and the other thing that you know <laughs> doing thing and a dude and a thing but yeah i mean they he's pretty much what he is at this point even mm-hmm. when they go into the past they they touch very very little on anything that would show you some kind of development arc um, ah, okay. There is one there, but it's very oh, okay. subtle, and it's it's not like a whole like, ooh, Edgeworth is actually a sweet and sensitive guy. <laughs> I'd as hope opposed not, to that's like, a cliche. right, exactly. But as opposed to, it's it's more like, okay, I've I've kind of changed my way of thinking about how to solve cases, and that's it. It's nothing deep, nothing revelatory, you know. I oh, I found Allah. <laughs> I will now be nice to every person I see. <laughs> exactly. I will yeah, no longer none, waggle my finger. None of that shit. Um, but yeah, Al, you definitely would dig this. Um, cause I'm, I will get again, it it's, what'd you say? I said, I will get it soon. I have like yeah. so much discount shit. Like I have, you know, the two, uh, $10 digital coupons for GameStop. I have a $25 gift card for GameStop. And I have a twenty dollar gift certificate for Best Buy, but I'm thinking about maybe using that to get some music CDs. Um, so physical uh, media. Yeah, I, this is one of the ch- one of the only times that I'll not one of the only times. Most of the time, I buy music CDs because of the the liner notes, like um, Rhapsody of Fire. You know, uh, I I let you hear them, the crazy symphonic Italian groovy metal. Uh, yes. Um. They are about to wrap up the second series, so they're coming out with like their tenth disc or whatever. And I just found out because I go to their website like once every six months, and then every time I go there, I'm like, "Oh my god, they're coming out!" Yeah. Ah! Ah! And, um, yeah. <laughs> so um, when I saw that they were wrapping up the entire the entire series that they started, when I first got into them, it's a whole big story, like fantasy story or whatever. Um, I then thought about the fact that I haven't bought a disc since the end of the first story. So I'm like, shit, I need to buy these discs because they have in the liner notes, they tell you the story more in depth than, uh, than you would get just by listening to the music alone. And Miles now Edgeworth has liner notes. Well, I'm not going to get Miles Edgeworth <laughs> <Hey>, digitally. <laughs> um, uh, so. <laughs> So I, that's the reason why I get like Rhapsody CDs, and I like the art and stuff for the Dream Theater CDs. So I had to buy like all the Dream Theater CDs, but they were like really expensive. And then I found them for cheap, so I bought them. Blah 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 blah. Story told. Wait, could you go through that whole thing again? I didn't hear any of that. You gonna have to listen to podcast. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> was that it? Yeah, that was it, man. Okay, I was waiting. That, that was um, coffee drink time. Okay, drink your coffee. Okay. Um, let's see. Then after I put that to bed yesterday, I started nine. Nine, nine, which is, let me get the box. It is Ten. nine hours, nine persons, and nine doors. It's that, um, it's that game that IGN was going nuts about when they reviewed it. Um, and usually I'm not one to take 
a review going nuts over something, like literally, like I have to see it, I have to hear some, you know, word of mouth about it from other people as well. But because this was a game that like I heard zero about, like nothing at all about, and it came out in limited release, I was about to say limited, Um, (laughs) and I actually got this on a second run. Um, I I looked on Amazon and the shit was like fifty, sixty dollars. Good God. Um, because it was limited, and then they announced that they were coming out with a second run, and so I was able to get for a normal price. Uh, and I, it's basically a one of those digital novel games. Um, okay. I mean, right now I'm in an, in in an instance where I'm doing adventure game stuff. I'm like I'm poking around the room and trying to find clues and solve puzzles and all that stuff. Um, and so far it seems to be nothing special. Um, outside of that mode, it's literally. Some stuff is happening on the top screen, like like it, you know, back in the old in the old days when you played Mist and you had like still screenshots of the environment. Um, they would cycle through those as you read text on the bottom screen about what was going on and what happens to these characters. And when the character in the room is speaking, you know, a dialogue box comes on top of the uh, on the top screen. So you're basically like looking up at the top screen and then looking down at the bottom screen, looking up, looking down, looking up, looking down. Because you're seeing what your character's saying while reading about what he's doing. So it's a little bit annoying in that sense. And it's like, couldn't you have just put everything on one screen? I don't know. Uh, or at least all the text on one screen. Oh, I see exactly what you're talking about. Oh, you're looking at a screenshot? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, yeah. I actually pulled up the review. And it, what's funny about it is that it's like the second game on the list of reviews, like in terms of ranking. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking at it and I'm looking at like so many different what the fucks about this game. One, <laughs> it's an M-rated game. Uh, two, uh, Lucas Thomas calls it a complete and total mind fuck. And that is, yes, that is why I was interested in it. Not because it was like, oh, this is the best thing ever, but yo, this is crazy. Yeah. That's- now, now I'm a little interested in it. <laughs> Uh, but then the third thing was looking at the screenshot and at the top, it's got Junpei saying, what's up with my face, your face. Um, and on the bottom screen, it's got like a description of like the narrative. Right. That's what, that's, yeah. That, and that's, what's disorienting about it when you're in the moment and you're reading. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I haven't gotten to any of the mindfuck part yet. Um, <laughs> what I heard was that it's one of those things where you actually are supposed to play it repeatedly. Um, oh, it's multiple playthrough kind of game. I think, unless I'm unless I misunderstood what I read about it before, like the instant that I read it, I tried to avoid all other information about it so that when I finally played it, I wouldn't get it spoiled. Um, but it's one of those things that, like, oh my god, I what I, I just read the premise of the not the premise, but like the the paragraph of about the nine hours. And like, really? Wow. And then there's the, um, the, I don't want to read it because I don't know. I feel like that it's spoilerific to, for me to read it, even though it's in a fucking review. Then don't read it. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, but this is fucking crazy. Like, really? It's, it's some serious, like, battle royale type shit. And what was I going to say about it? I forgot what I'm I was going to say. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Uh, but yeah, so. Right now, I'd say I'm maybe 20 minutes in, um, and I haven't really seen anything to indicate to me that, yo, this game is nuts. But obviously, only 
20 minutes in. So we'll see what yeah. happens, you know. Next. Yeah, exactly. Next week. <laughs> Actually, not next week. Oh, uh, right. Uh, right. So you have I guess I should announce that now. About. What? Oh, yeah. I, I said you have two weeks to talk about, so you have a lot to talk about. Yeah. I should announce this right now, unless we reschedule. Next week, we are taking a break. Uh, there is going to be a 24 marathon, and I'm going to be there eating a lot of food and watching a lot of TV and drinking a lot of drink. Mm-hmm. So, and Al, maybe too. Unless Pity want to do a grand solo for 90 hours, you are more than welcome to do so. I'll get special guests. And I'll and chop it and screw it. We'll talk about food and movies and anything but video games. PT Chopped and Screwed, episode 206. You heard it here first. Um, if only I had like DJ turntables, I'd mix in some beats while you were talking. So you could sound like a rapist. Anyway. But yes, um, I don't know if this part fits into what we've been playing, but I do have a, a change in my gaming habits that I wanted to touch on briefly. Uh, and that is that I am going to be getting rid of a lot of my old stuff once and for all. And obviously, my friends get first dibs on it, but... I want it all. You're not going to get it all because you need physical media. You want it all, but you can't have it. Er, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) This is it. But yes, I will be, you know, if if I can't, find a reasonable price for it or whatnot, or not even price, forget it. I'm just going to be calling out a random game or a random set of games every few episodes. And if you want them, write in. Uh, but we'll, you know, we'll, uh, I still have to take inventory of when I get rid of what I want to get rid of and what I'm still going to keep. Um, but I'm almost certainly going to want to find a buyer if David doesn't take it back for this rotting Sega CD and 32X that I have sitting on my shelf. Because I have no intentions of ever playing it. Is it Wait, actually rotting? It could be. Wait, you have a 32X and I have, a Sega I have CD? Dave's 32X and Sega CD. Old school or new school? I don't fucking know. I, I have, no, well, I the old, it thing. can't be the old school one because the Sega CD, the old one, is the oh. one that goes under the Genesis. Oh yeah, no, no that's new school. Okay. I wonder if... No, I don't think so. No, the Genesis 3 doesn't connect. And I don't think my original Genesis works. I haven't tried it in a long time. You can long have time. the Genesis 2. I, oh, because... <laughs> <laughs> the main reason why I would love to have another Genesis is because um, I've Forgotten Worlds. Oh. And Forgotten Worlds is an awesome game. It's like one of my favorite you know, Capcom games ever. And... Um, I put it in my Genesis 3, and it won't work. You know why? Because it thinks ah. that I'm using some kind of hack to play it. Word. 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 Because I, it doesn't... It, I guess there was some kind of anti-piracy uh, chip inside the the game, and it it's probably looking for the serial number or some kind of identification from the Genesis, and it doesn't match what it's... Oh. Because you know, Genesis 3 came long after right. Forgotten Worlds came out. Wasn't that, wasn't that like manufactured and distributed by Majesco or something? Which the Genesis three, the Mark three, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'll tell you the truth, I can find out. Let's find out. You we move yeah. on. But anyway, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gonna end up to save the space. I'm gonna end up pawning off to to any one of you lucky fine people out there. My Super Nintendo and my Genesis. Um, actually, no. Al called dibs on the Genesis, so he gets it. But 
I, I'm going to replace it with one of those Super Famiclone things that play both Genesis and SNES games. And actually, I think there's one that does three. It does NES, SNES, and Genesis. That's and so I'm going to get that one, which means I can pawn off my NES. There you go. True. Shit, I, I need one of those so I can sell my NES because right. having something that's that small that I can like actually not take 15 minutes to put an NES game in uh, will allow me to finally play Gogo 13 that I bought like two years ago. Nice. I haven't played it yet. Oh, I'm so dumb. Yes, you are. In fact, I'm going shopping today just for stuff like clothing because people need to not be naked in the winter. And I might stop by and pick that up today. So Where? if you... Um, at um, that place near St. Mark's. Ah, uh, how much is it? Uh, I think it's bet- it's somewhere between fifty fifty and seventy five. So it's not bad. Yeah, um, not bad. It's fifty five on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it was when I saw it before. Um, but yeah, it, it's on the effort. It's all in an effort to save space. And the other thing is that, like, I got so many things sitting on the shelves that I, I, you know, I have to sit down and admit to myself that I'm not going to get to them, period. So I might as well let someone else enjoy the fun and make some money on the side. So we'll see. Anyway, uh, but yes, that's that. So listen for me to randomly spout out a game that I say I'm giving away or something or I don't fucking know, auctioning it off for like cookies. I don't know. And write in if you want it. You can have it. That's it. Anything else that you guys forgot to say that you want to plug? Before we move on to our topic, um, well, I, I forgot that I played a little Street Fighter Four on my iPhone. Oh, you got it? How how is that? Yeah, because it was only a dollar. Um, oh. it looked it was on sale for like one day. Uh, it looks, looks really good. good. Yeah, and the controls aren't terrible for a dollar. I can deal with them. <laughs> if I had, if I had paid ten dollars for it, I probably would have been a little bit annoyed. Um, but for a dollar, it's worth it. I just it, it, I wish I had online play. It has Bluetooth, you know, wireless play. Um, but there's no like actual online, so uh, that kind of sucks. But again, Wait, it was a dollar. So it was a dollar when you got it, or it is a dollar. It was a dollar when I got it. Okay, which was uh like two days ago or something, three days ago. Um, so sorry for everyone who missed out on that who may have been interested. It's totally worth a dollar. Probably not worth ten. Is that that ten's the normal? <laughs> yeah, I believe so. Oh. I'm going to check and see what the price is right now, but we can go ahead and move on. Well, but I, yeah, I do want to hear a little bit about it. So it's all touchscreen, um, touchscreen buttons and commands, or did they simplify it even further to make it like, if you press this button, you do a fireball? No, I mean, it's basically an on-screen uh, D-pad and buttons. So, like, you still have to, you know, roll the stick around for, like, Hadoukens and whatnot. And, okay. Um. You have, you know, your punch, kick, uh, blah, whatever other buttons on the uh, other side of the screen. So it's like a normal control pad just on the screen. It Is it overla- three and three? Uh, wait, what? Three punches, three kicks? Oh, no, that's the one. Thing. I don't know if there's a way to change that because there's only like four buttons. Um, I should just start it up and I can tell you. Okay, but, so you have like weak and, weak and strong. Uh, yeah, that, that's, yes. Gotcha. That's not bad. I See, I thought that it was going to be like one punch and one kick. Like the. Game Boy version of Street Fighter 2. Oh god. So apparently, I don't know how long this will go for, but right now the game is $4.99 uh, for a limited time. Um so but it, the normal price was $9.99, so it probably will go back up to that eventually. Even $4.99, I mean, 
if you're somebody who's like, yeah, five bucks, whatever, then go ahead and get it. But to me, four ninety nine is like asking a lot for any app. So um, I wouldn't get it even for four ninety nine. But yeah, I don't know. It's all right. I mean, like I said, like it looks great. The controls are meh, and the controls do overlay the screen. So yes, this is a game where your fingers are blocking yeah. stuff. Um, I mean. I don't know. I, I've only played one match with it so far, and I haven't had a chance to actually get together with a friend who also bought it and try against him. Because, um, you know, that might make it, like, totally fun, but still, I don't think it's worth the high price that they're normally asking for it. But that's that's all I really have to say about that for now. I, I went on the Android Marketplace to search for Street Fighter 4 to see if I'd get, like, Hot Babe 7, but it, it's <laughs> all, like, facts and, and wallpapers and shit. So, oh well. I wanted to mention that, uh, Majesco did uh, produce the Genesis 3. And actually, ah. produced some Genesis 2s for a while. Oh. Because the Sega licensed the production of Genesis 2 Majesco in 1998. Oh, there you go. Alrighty. So, unless there's anything else that you forgot, we will move on. We Let's go. Let's go. We'll be right back. I'm going to eat our carrot. <laughs> We can shake up while I'm eating a carrot. We are back with our topic of dead franchises. Uh, something that I said at the beginning of the show was both awesome and sad. But so let's let's actually read um, what's going on with Guitar Hero here. I'm looking at Giant Bombs uh, news blog about this by Brad Nicholson. Okay, and it says here for Guitar Hero. Let me just pull something up here. Okay. Sales in the music genre have flatlined, and to be frank, Activision hasn't been giving us what we've wanted with its most recent Guitar Hero titles. So it's no real surprise that the publisher is giving the franchise a break. A break is what he says, not, you know, it's done, but it sounds kind of done. So it says, in a statement that preceded the earnings call, Activision confirmed that it is disbanding, quote, the Guitar Hero business unit, end quote, and no longer working on the title that it had slated for 2011. The wording here suggests that the franchise as a whole is being put to bed for much longer than a year. It's not easy working on a game with as many licensing hurdles as a Guitar Hero has to jump over without a dedicated business unit. We'll have to see what's up over time. Also, as for DJ Hero, Activision has stated that no music games will be coming in 2011 at all. So don't be expecting that 3DS title anytime soon either. So I don't know what this means to you guys. To me, this says they're dead for the moment. Like, like not taking a year off, but like, yo, we really have to see if we want to ever do this ever, ever again. Um, I don't know how do you guys feel about that in general. Just this, the, the whole of it. Um, I think that uh, Tony Hawk won't die because I'm pretty sure. Tony Hawk likes that money, um, so I'm sure. Well, they're still in the contract too. Yeah, like yeah, I think some they still way. Have, like, one more game. Oh, do they? 
Okay. Yeah. Well, either way, like I think that'll like come back at some point. But the music genre th- games, like I definitely think, uh, could go away for a while. Uh, like Guitar Hero is probably pretty much dead. Uh, I just don't think. Not. I don't think it's so much that the genre is dead. I just think that uh, it's not enough market share between Rock Band and Guitar Hero for Activision to feel like it's worth it anymore. Especially since Guitar Hero is probably the flagging franchise between the two. Um, I mean, I don't know how Rock Band's doing overall. Obviously, there was the uh, the sell off of harmonics, um, mm-hmm. and you know, but then some the, what whatever whatever happened. I guess like they somehow like in a way sort of bought themselves or something, and are going to keep you know going with that, and like so they must be they must see some sort of profitability in the future for it to keep going. Uh, and I guess I don't know. Guitar Hero is just probably not. It's not worth the battle for them anymore. And personally, to me, I really don't care because I just I stopped caring about Guitar Hero games since three, and that wasn't even that good. Um, I really stopped caring about Guitar Hero games, I guess, since the second one. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, yeah. You know, following this, and to add to it a little bit, is that the DLC for Guitar Hero and DJ Hero are ending in March. So that's what tells me, yo, it's dead for a long time. Um, sorry, Al, I- you were about to go? Oh, I was laughing. Pete. I'm waiting. I was just going to really say because I forgot. Like DJ Hero, I could see coming back too, just because there is nothing else like it in the marketplace, and it did seem like it was starting to kind of gain in popularity. Um, maybe Activision is just realizing that they can't be putting out this stuff every year. So you know, if they take a year or two off and then put out a new one, then you know people will get hyped for it again, and you know maybe it'll actually sell. I, I really think. I, what? Sorry, say that again, Al. I say that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, I really, th- I personally think that it's it's about time, and it's one of those things where it's like we kept on saying, "Yo, if you keep on doing this, you are going to kill it," and look what happened. Yeah, like they they looked at it and they're like, "Shit, we're kind of killing it. Let's just dead it right now," and it's gone. Um, and I think it's so stupid because. As I don't know how well, you know, Rock Band is doing, like you said, I know that Rock Band 3 came out to somewhat tepid results sales wise. I mean, I still don't own it. I'm sure a lot of other people don't own it. And you don't need to buy. Right. You don't either. And you don't need to buy the instruments just to, you know, own the platform. Although in this case, like you have the guitar. So, but you don't, you don't need to buy everything new again. And so it's not that. I think it's just the fact that. Guitar Hero kept on coming out every single year, and even if Rock Band wasn't necessarily coming out with like one, two, three every year, they still had Rock Band, then Rock Band Two, then the Beatles Rock Band, and then Green Day Rock Band, and then Lego, Lego Rock, Rock Band. Band. Yeah. So it's like really, and I don't know that it was you know harmonics doing like yo we can milk this more than it was. Dude, Guitar Hero is coming out every year, and we need to combat it somehow. Yeah, but, maybe this will be a good thing for Rock Band, because now yeah. they don't have to worry about that competition. Exactly. There's that, and there's the fact that, like, come on, Activision could have been so much smarter about this in, you know, getting their DLC platform more robust. Um, I, they they may have a really good or at least a pretty decent DLC stable, but I don't know about it. You know why? Because they do a really crappy job of marketing it. Rock Band, like, there's, they're always, like, showing releases of, of, you know, track packs every week at the very least, and they have the whole cohesive store, and I just never really felt that they had the same type of effort 
put into the Guitar Hero DLC, whether it be the quality of the content or the arrangement or in the organization of the store or just pimping their stuff. Because you know what? They were probably too busy pimping cod blobs and other stuff like that. So I really think that they could have prolonged the death of this franchise, so to speak, by, you know, doing a better job with DLC. And it's so stupid that they didn't. Like, I'm not, I'm not intoxicated enough because yesterday when I was talking to Al about this, I was pretty drunk, but I'm not intoxicated enough <laughs> to, to, to fully emote how stupid I think they've been handling this. And at the same time, I realized, well, they're probably, they were probably making a lot of money, so they didn't think they're being stupid. So granted, they were doing what they thought would make them the most money. I can't, I'm not in their shoes. I can't say, I still think it's stupid though. I mean, like, you, you come out with Dark Hero World Tour. You take a year off, promote your DLC, then come out with Guitar Hero 5. Take another year off, promote your DLC. And, you know, you still make money off of people hand over fist, but you're not selling, you're not, here comes PD's digital media thing. You're not selling and trying to press any new discs. You're not trying to make a new set of instruments that costs you money to manufacture. All you're doing is selling ones and zeros and getting money off of it. And I'm sure, yes, licensing the music is an obstacle there as well, but I mean, I don't know. Harmonics did it. And my hand, I'm like raising my hand in the air in anger as if everyone can see me doing it and no one can except for someone who chooses to spy into my bedroom window, which is kind of scary of a thought. Maybe I should close the blinds. No, I'll leave it open. Um, um, you know, I yes. got some information. Oh, <laughs> don't, don't do it to me. Uh, what the fuck? What? This site has mad ads. Um, I'm on vgcharts.com. Okay. Just cause, uh, you know, we're talking about sales and shit. Yes. And, uh, I just searched for rock band and ordered it by total sales. Yep. And I'll just stick to, um, no, fuck it. I'll just go through the list. Uh, rock band 360, 2.47 million sales. The first rock band. The first rock band. Okay. That is number one. Number two is Rock Band 2 for 360, 2.19 million. And a surprising third is the Beatles Rock Band for Wii. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, one and a half million. Um, now, as I just go down the list, Rock Band is 1.4. Uh, Beatles Rock Band 360 is 1.2. Rock Band 2 for PS3 is 1.6. And then you start going under uh, 970,000 Rock Band 1 PS3. Rock Band 2 for Wii, same amount. Uh, Rock Band Beatles for PS3, 890. Do they aggregate it across platforms? Because that would be a more useful number. I don't know. Um, I could probably find out, but this is like per game, per platform. Right. I know well, she let- didn't say Rock Band 3 at all. Right. That's the what thing. You- oh, oh, Rock Band 3 is actually at the bottom of the list. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, Rock Band 3, uh, because we need relevance. Uh, the Wii version is 330,000. Oh. The 360 is 520,000. Okay. And the PS3 is 280,000. Okay, I'm assuming so, uh, this is generally to date, like to a Yeah, it's now. To, to date, total sales. Okay. Th- that's not that bad then. Well, when you compare it to the first game. But the first game has want- been out for. The first game was the first game, and it was also out in 2007. Very true. Um, I'm, I'm clicking on the sales to see if there is, okay, there, they have a chart of 
the history to launch. History from launch, I mean. And let's see, the first, what is this, weeks, 30 weeks, it went from zero to like one and a half million. And then it just kind of goes up from there. But the difference between 60 weeks and 160 weeks is only 2.2 to 2.4. So it's 200,000. 200,000, okay. Yeah. So it's 200,000 copies between, uh, let's see, week 60 is a year or so out. Yeah, uh, year and two months. And then that's out to, I guess, present day, 160 weeks. But uh, week one, 187 worldwide was 223,000. But then week five, it blew up again with another 100,000. Then it just like went down. And I'm sure that it, it has fluctuated due to holidays and everything like that. That's the first rock band. Uh, right. I'd like to take a look at it for 360 real quick, the rock band three, see what the sales chart looks like for that. And as it loads, do, do, do. And the reason why I said it's not that bad is because it's basically, I mean, it's not that great either compared mm-hmm. to past results, but it's basically a million units sold across all platforms in the first three and a half, four months on the market. And that's not terrible. I mean, a lot of games you know, great. Some great games are lucky to get five hundred thousand sales. Period. You know, very true. Um, it's just that I think that you know when you are a company and most goals of a business are to make more money. Yeah. Later than now, and they of course would think if Rockman One sells X amount of copies, you'd want Rockman Two to sell two X amount. Of, of course. Copies. And then when you see Rock Band 2 sell half X amount of copies or, you know, 80% of the amount in the, in the same time frame. I, I'm not gets- saying, I'm not saying that this is a pleasing result for harmonics. What I'm saying is that I thought it was much worse. I thought it was like 200,000 copies for each platform. Oh, okay. But, yeah. you know, I, I, the, the other thing is that like most of their, I'm going to say that, well, I'm going to guess that most of their success is coming from the DLC, you know, and like, like me, like I haven't felt the need to buy the new disc because if I need more music, I'll download it off their store because they've done such a, I, I guess it, it's, it's funny. Um, some people say that, you know, working in IT is basically the goal of being in IT and support is to put yourself out of a job. Because as you continually improve things and make them better, like there will be less of a need for you to be there. And so they did such a good job with Rock Band 2 that people are like, you know what? Cool. This is pretty great. Um, which is not to say that the features in Rock Band 3, like the, the real guitar and all that other stuff, isn't great. But I think by this point, at least my personal feeling is that I'm content with it. And I think they've done a great job. And that's all I need. I'll probably cave and buy Rock Band three at some point, but for now it's like I, you know I, this is a this is the first time I didn't like run out on day one and 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 buy it you know mm-hmm. I should say a mainstream not mainstream the the main franchise because I didn't buy the Beatles or Green Day um but you were looking up something no I, that was what I was looking up oh you uh, stopped looking up okay I mean the only other thing that I was looking at was the the comparative sales for uh, Rock Band three. Which, you know, the first week it was like a hundred thousand, uh, hundred thousand copies in for three sixty, right? Because mm. I thought it was a hundred thousand dollars for some reason. No, 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 hundred thousand um 
yeah, 117,000 worldwide in the first week for 360. I, I, I just think it can't be helped. I mean, I don't I'm, I'm starting either. Yeah, I'm starting to think back more, and like I'm thinking about all the names. You got Guitar Hero One, Guitar Hero Two, Guitar Hero Rocks the '80s, Guitar Hero Three, Guitar Hero World Tour, Guitar Hero Five. Band Hero, Rock Band, Rock Band 2, Rock Band, the Beatles Rock Band, Green Day Rock Band, Rock Band, the ACDC Track Pack, which came out in stores first, which kind of probably confused people even more. Um, Rock Band 3, DJ Hero, DJ Hero 2, Rock Revolution, like all these freaking titles jumped on the bandwagon and like the people who would be as equally likely to buy these games as people like us three are like the ones who would walk into a store and be confused by the like the cavalcade of all these band games. It's like, what do I do? Like, mm. I'm not going to say the word soccer mom. I'm just going to say parents. What do I do? You know, I was, you know, two years ago when I was working in, in Pennsylvania, like some of the people who are with whom I was working who are older than me, they're like maybe mid 40s or so. And it was a Christmas season, and they were like, hey, you're a young guy. Like, what's the difference between, like, all these rock hit guitar hero, band hero games? Like, what Like, what should I get for my kid? And I'm like, this is getting out of hand, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. not only are there three consoles, there are three, two, three different rhythm game franchises. They don't know what they're left from their ass cheek right hand PSP NGP crap. So it's like... It was going to blow up eventually, and I, I still blame Activision more than anyone else. Um, you know, fine, they probably made their money, so good for them, but still. Um, but anal- analysts have really kind of, in my opinion, they have kind of odd reasons for it. Um, Al, uh, you were telling me yesterday about what Pactor said, so do you want to reprise what his quote-unquote reasoning was? Well, before I, I, I before we go there, can I uh, put some humor and comparison into this uh, conversation? Yeah. All right. We have uh, I have here in front of me sales figures for Guitar Hero. Okay. Uh, the number one game from Guitar Hero that has sold is Guitar Hero Three for PS2. Uh, wow. Four point okay. six seven million. And second is Guitar Hero Three for the Wii, four point four five million. Mm-hmm. Third, Guitar Hero 3 for 360, 4.43 million. And now it goes Uh-oh. into the arc, the, the archival ones, uh, Guitar Hero 2, Guitar Hero World Tour, Guitar Hero on Tour DS, those are 4, 5, and 6. <laughs> oh god. On World Tour for 360, oh. uh, Guitar Hero 2 for 360, and then number 9, no, number 10 is Guitar Hero for PS2, the original game, 2.19 <laughs> million. And, uh, it's still okay at this point. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Guitar Hero 5 for the Wii is the highest selling Guitar Hero 5, 1.35 million. Uh, Guitar Hero Aerosmith for the Wii outsold the 360. I forgot about that! 1.14. Mm-hmm. Uh, then comes Guitar Hero 5 for 360, and this is when we break under 1 million. So you have 970,000. Uh, what's hilarious. I forgot that Guitar Hero Metallica also exists. Mm-hmm. Okay, keep going. Uh, Rocks the 80s. Sold more than Guitar Hero Metallica. Uh, Rock's 80s was 960,000. And, uh, that is somehow wrong. That, yeah. <laughs> and then the next one of that is Guitar Hero Metallica for the Wii. Uh, you know, you didn't, did you mention Smash Hits too? No, I totally, <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Uh, oh Smash Hits, 
Wait, wait, wait. No, I'm not even going to go there yet. We have Metallica that's uh, 840,000. And then the other two, uh, well, not the other two, but two other Guitar Hero 5s, uh, PS3 and PS2 go after that. And then the other PS3, PS2 Aerosmiths. And then the 360 Guitar Hero Metallica was 720,000. The highest selling Guitar Hero Warriors of Rock is for the Wii. 500,000 copies. Warriors of Rock is five or? No, Warriors of Rock is the group one that came. It's the most recent one. So it's six. Yeah. I forgot that that was different than five. There's another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. There's Warriors of Rock for the Wii, and then Warriors of Rock for the 360 comes a couple of places down at 480, and the PS3 follows at 350. Smash Hits for the 360 is the uh, the second. It seems like the Wii copies of these games are the highest-selling ones. Uh, Smash Hits is 490 for the Wii, while 340,000 for 360. And then comes Modern Hits for the DS, which you probably didn't mention either. Oh, and then here's oh. another one. Down at the bottom of the list, Guitar Hero Van Halen. That exists too! <laughs> God! Van Halen for the Wii, 190,000. Oh my Metallica God. for PS2, 180,000. And then the last three are Van Halen for 360, PS3, and PS2 at 160, 120, and 5,000. So, I, no, I, I got 5,000, 50,000. I, I gotta take a look at this. <laughs> I, I gotta go. All right. So you talk about the Pactor thing. I, I'm going to look mm-hmm. up what I'm going to look up because I'm really curious about this math now. Okay. Um, yeah. So in regards to Activision, shutting down guitar hero etc etc uh some analysts have chimed in on what they could have done differently and possibly why things came to this and uh the first one i'm gonna mention is uh this guy jesse dibnick he is a electronic entertainment design and research analyst he says that the um Activision smothering the market in 2009, primarily, uh, was mainly the reason why it failed. The uh, quote here is, when the first guitar was sold, the time clock of its success and ultimate demise started, and there wasn't a single strategy Activision could have implemented to hinder it. We, I believe we disagree on that one. We'll get to it in a second. Uh, If Activision hadn't flooded the market, someone else would have and the state of the music genre in 2011 would have been unchanged. There is absolutely nothing Activision nor anyone could have done to save the music genre. Uh, should we discuss that, or should I go to the next thing? Uh, let's let's touch on that. You guys yeah, go first, because I'm doing this math. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really don't think that that would have been the case, although there were several different companies that were trying to do things. We already know that Harmonix's goal was not to flood the market. Uh, not to bring out nine games in the same year. I mean, they brought out, you know, Beatles and Green Day, which, and then those like track packs and things like that, but which is basically just bringing DLC, but, uh, they didn't come out with separate games for sec- separate audiences as badly or as, as, uh, <clears throat> just emphatically, I guess, as, uh, Activision. Like they came out with Lego Rock Band for the kids. They came out with, uh, you know, Rock Band 2 and Beatles for the Beatles fans and Green Day for the Green Day fans. But when you look at Activision, you have Band Hero for the kids and the girls. 
uh, you know, the well, yeah, because they had like oh, a lot right. of early songs in in Band Hero too. So it was like Band Hero, Guitar Hero, uh, World Tour, uh, whatever it was, and then all the different band related ones. It was just too much. So you, he's trying to say that someone else would have flooded the market. Well, who? Konami with their one game that nobody bought, right? Uh, you know, Power Gig wasn't probably gonna. Well, oh, so you know. Then there's uh, no that that's the only other game. I mean, there aren't really many other games. And granted, it's because people like you know Rock Band and Guitar Hero so much that they're not gonna really pay attention to the other games that come out. So it's not really going to flood the market. So um, well let yeah let it, me read this again on the first round. Uh, so if Activision hadn't flooded the market, yeah, someone else would have would have tried, but. You know, all you think? Uh, they would have tried. I mean, I I'm trying to think of like who would try. Right, who but let, has... let me let me finish. What I was about to yeah, say because this illustrates what I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, for all the snark that I throw Activision's way, like they, well, and they were piggybacking off of Harmonix's talent, but they knew how to make games that played well, and so. I think that someone else might have tried and not been able to do it as well because you get shit like Power Gig and Rock Revolution and it's like, dude, two companies have already shown you how to do it. How can you not do it the right way? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I tried to play, um, what was uh, Konami's original guitar game? Guitar uh, Freaks? Guitar Freaks, yeah. yeah. I tried playing that in the arcade uh, a long time ago, and that was one of the worst pieces of shit I ever played. So, Harmonix came in and did it right. And then Activision bought, you know, bought the rights to the license and they made them do it again. And they, again, did it right. And then Harmonix went off and did Rock Band, did that right, while Activision continued to do it right with Neversoft. You know, so, I mean, they, they, they were skilled in making those games. And so while I do say that someone else would have probably tried to come in and do it, you know, because we already saw Konami trying to come back and this stupid power gig group trying to do it. Like we've seen, obviously, that they don't know how. So I I agree in the sense that, yes, someone would have have tried, but I don't agree that they would have done it successfully. Um, There's absolutely nothing Activision nor anyone could have done to save the music genre. No, I disagree. They could have taken a more... um, a, a, a more robust stance on DLC and expanse and expansions. Now, obviously, there comes a problem where, like, someone in Middle America doesn't have an internet connection, but they want more music. Fine, I get that, but that's not their problem. <laughs> well, it's not even that it's not their problem, but it's more like you can at least kind of strategize your distribution to center around you bought this platform, and now all we're giving you are content packs. Like a Halo map pack. But instead they chose to be like, no, not only is this, you know, a content pack full of 50 new songs for your kids on Christmas, but we're also going to make you pay $60 for it because it's a brand new game. It's like, all right, you don't have to do that. You know, find, like, look at your charts and find, like, what the most popular music is on your DLC charts, package them into a disc or whatever else. For like varying prices, I don't know, but it's just you know, 
the need to consistently and constantly sell new games and charge full price for them and confuse the market. All I have to say is... I don't like the fact that like they're talking about it as if the genre is dead and gone already. Right. Um, <laughs> like especially Pactor here, like, you know, genres don't go away completely. Uh, even, you know, people were saying about how the adventure genre died or whatever, but there were still companies out there making adventure games and it must've been profitable for them in some way because they were still doing it. And then, right. you know, Telltale came out and kind of revitalized it. And, you know, even if it's not going to be, you know, as popular as it once was, or like maybe, you know, it won't be as profitable as long as harmonics keeps doing it. The genre is not going to die. Yeah. That's true. Um, <clears throat> what would I think? What I think has happened to it, though, is that while it's not dead, it was something that became a fad. And I think that's one of the more sad things that can happen to something like this, where instead of just being like a, a consistent presence in our, you know, in kind of in the gaming culture, it just became a, a pop fad that kind of swelled and then deflated. Fizzled. Mm-hmm. Right. And now the only people who are playing it are like people who are invested enough in in it that they would go and look out for DLC every week and see what's coming out there. Those who pay attention to, you know, the Rock Gamer blog or or Rock Band-Aid or whatever, what have you, you know, people like you who go out to Boston Improv every three weeks to participate in the Rock Band night. But like, you know, I think I think it's it's for the most part like not dead and gone. I agree with you that genres don't die unless they really, really actually do die. But it's not it's not in the zeitgeist anymore at at the risk of sounding stupid by using that word you know it's n- it's not it's not going to be out there that much anymore because they just flooded the fucking market with it i mean there's there's nothing deep to it that's what they did you know it doesn't take a rocket scientist to to see what happened and this divnich guy is coming out and saying no well like it was bound to happen and there's nothing that anyone could have done well actually they could have just done less yeah, they could have just not brought out a Guitar Hero based on every band that they thought was going to sell like a whole jillion copies. Right. They could have just made Guitar Hero World Tour and stuck with that. Well, yeah, uh, in, in Strength of DLC, but I think, I think eventually they could have done something to improve it and then come out in two years and say, hey, yes. look what we changed. Mm-hmm. Just like um, Rock Band d- does between, well, did between Rock Band One and Rock Band Two, because Rock Band Two and Rock Band Three was a shorter gap, right? Uh, yes, I believe right. so. Um, but then you know, I-, I guess what I'm wondering is, you know, is football that much more ubiquitous than music, such that people want to buy Madden every single year? Uh, but the difference between Madden, there is no plastic instrument. Not even. The main I mean, that's one. Between- yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's an obvious difference, but that that difference, uh, I think, is trivial. The main difference between Madden and like uh, the well, football and music genres that football is roster updates, a constantly changing, constantly yep. evolving environment with the roster updates and everything right. like that. And uh, you know, that's also a good opportunity for me to bring into this. Uh, it's very, very possible, like a very extremely high chance that there's going to be a football lockout this year. Okay, and now that you have to think about how that's going to affect Madden, because uh, they said they're going to bring out another Madden game, but if there is no season 
<laughs> then then that means that you're basically bringing out a roster update or, or not even bringing out a roster update. You may improve the game, but you may not even have the real life relevance um the the real life relevance that goes with the need to buy Madden every year uh which is why you know before this phenomenon appeared you had like Tech Mobile and you would play Tech Mobile for like 3 years because it was a great game you didn't really care about the fact that you were playing with characters that were from you know 1988 and you know I can still play Tech Mobile today and it doesn't fucking matter because the character the the teams and the players are significant regardless of what their names are right but in madden it's like okay uh the the people who buy and play madden are so into the players they're so into the stats and they're so into everything that actually physically changes with the league every year that they have to keep up with the joneses i'm i still have madden 10 and i have no intention of getting madden 11 but honestly, I have very little inclination to play Madden 10 because I'm into the football league and I'm like, well, yeah, I could play uh, the Steelers versus the Packers, but it's like not the same as the Steelers versus the Packers last year. So I'm not really going to feel like I'm playing something authentic. But when I was playing in 88, Techno Tech Bowl, I didn't really watch football. I just know that, dude, Lawrence Taylor just knocked the shit out of that dude. You know, I want to play the Giants. Right. Oh, I won't play New York. I'm sorry. You know, or that, that, that pasty colored team sucks. I'm never going to pick them. That pasty. <laughs> and now I'm like, you know, 30 years old and I'm like, hmm, now I can actually kind of play the game. Let's see how that pasty team actually works. Oh, they're still shitty. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's like, it's weird that that's the main difference between football and music and the, the, with the way music works is that music is always the same. It's, you know, just, I want to play a song that I like, or I want to play a song that I don't like, or, uh, th- this new group comes out with music. Oh, I would love to be able to mimic that on uh rock band. Right. You know, a lot but of people they scream it out, but they don't, br- yeah, they don't it bring doesn't it come out that licensing. way. Right. It's rock not like, Fuerte isn't up on rock band network yet. Well, yeah, that's my fault. Hint, but, hint to people out there who code songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's kind of like what the real difference is. And if you bring out, you know, a game a year for Guitar Hero and nothing really changed with the music industry, it's like, okay, uh, I got another game that does the same thing as last year's game. Almost literally. Look, like colored buttons. And, uh, with football, it's like, yeah, I got the game that does the same thing as last year's game, but there is so much that I'm looking forward to that's different. Right. I think, but I, yeah, I, I think that um, the plastic does have some kind of, if not a, you know, a logical effect, kind of a, you know, there's a stigma that comes out with every time one of these games comes out, the people who don't really pay attention and just buy them, like there's a stigma that's like, oh, another one of these and more instruments? No you thanks. Know, I was going to say that too about Rock, I think Rock Band 3 did, did themselves a disservice by like like in the marketing really pairing the game with the guitar like because i think that's probably a lot of people felt like you know i gotta get this new game i'm gonna have to get this new instrument right like so it I did really seem, enjoy it yeah it seemed like they really tried to make it in, in integral to the experience which you don't i mean you don't need it <laughs> no you don't but at the same time there's that i feel like i'm missing out feeling yeah there's that and just the, I, I also think that with DJ Hero coming out, even though it was a new thing, 
a completely different thing, like the guitar, you know, and if, if they hadn't come out with new instruments every single year, whether it be Rock Band or Guitar Hero, then I think it would have been fine. But because they kept on having upgrades, it's like, okay, what's different about this one? Okay, now I have to get this one. Oh, what's different about next year's version? Okay, now I have to get this one. And then, oh, look, there is a new turntable peripheral. It could be great, but I don't care because all this stuff is piling up in my house and I just don't want it anymore. You know? Yeah. So that overrides the newness of it, where it's like psychologically speaking, you know, even if, even if you've only bought one set of instruments ever, it's like, why are they coming up with so many? Why do I need to buy all these new ones? I don't want to go away. what What I was thinking is like, I, I, if it was possible, it's obviously not possible in everybody's head, but, uh, I would love to know how many people, in a percentage kind of way, I guess, feel like they have to get the new instruments, although they already own it. Like, you know, I own the original rock band, drums, guitar, mic, and I have, um, what is it, the Guitar Hero 2? No, the original Guitar Hero um, guitar, and the Guitar Hero 3 guitar because I have it for a different console. So I've only bought one instrument per game series per console. Mm. And I felt no need to purchase any other instruments. Like, <clears throat> I did feel a need to get the drums for uh, Guitar Hero only because of the Guitar Hero Metallica double pedal thing. Mm. Which, honestly, I feel like, okay, now I can live without it, even though I can probably get that drum set for cheap now. Um... I, I don't have that inclination to get any more. Like, I didn't want to get the Rock Band 2 guitar, even though the Rock Band 2 guitar is great. Um, I don't feel a need to get the, the, the keyboard, but I guess it wouldn't be so bad. I kind of want the keyboard. <laughs> what? You kind of want the keyboard? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, you bought me DJ Hero 2 for Christmas. And so I have the the turntable, which actually fits really nicely because it's not like some huge ass fucking plastic instrument. Right. And uh, I think that in just moving away from what I was talking about with plastic instruments, DJ Hero is probably one of the franchises that should have stuck around. They they should not, I guess, not have made DJ Hero 3 this year, but they should have kept the DLC going. Right. Right. Because that's something that is unique. It's it. There is very little, if any, I don't think there is any synergy between DJ Hero and like Guitar Hero, which would have been awesome too, you know, to be able to take the DJ and do like DJ and drums or DJ and guitar or take the turntable peripheral and throw it into Guitar Hero, just like they took the keyboard peripheral and threw that into Rock Band. And now you got like Linkin Park. Right. You know, I mean, granted, it would probably be absolute chaos on the screen. (laughs) <laughs> because you know imagine mixing the interface of guitar hero or rock band to the interface of dj hero well they did which, that remember when with dj hero one dj hero one it, there were some songs that were mashups that had guitar parts and dj parts but it ultimately ended up not working out so well because the guitar parts were kind of boring yeah that's what i remember uh, hearing from like giant bomb and stuff was that yeah they were kind of shitty see. And now um, they're singing. So that's why they don't have it in two. Right. They're singing. In Which DJ is even Hero. worse. It is. Again, <laughs> I, from what I, I heard from Giant Bomb, yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Think, like, I saw, and this is a Giant Bomb video that I saw. They were doing a mashup of 
Nelly's um shit. I forget. It was a Nelly song and um regulate Nelly for Tato. Okay. And no, not Nelly Furtado. I know. <laughs> um, and so like Brad had to sing. Um, oh wait, he had to sing at the whim of the DJ. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't. No, not at all. Because the DJ, because from my experience in playing DJ Hero now, it's like I could just go into a freestyle part and just flick the fucking crossfader back and forth, and now all of a sudden you're like. Well, what do I sing? Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll like after the episode is over, I will link you to it, and I and and we will watch it together because it's really stupid. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to the plastic instrument thing for a second, um, there's we still haven't even talked about what Pactor said, uh, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, and Al, I'd like you to do the honors since uh, you brought it up to me yesterday. Um, what Pactor said, right? Yeah. He says the biggest flaw in the model was that the peripherals were always, quote, good enough, meaning that once you bought the band kit, you didn't need to upgrade to next year's version. One of the selling points was the breadth of the music offering, and most games had 60 to 80 songs. So it was tough to justify buying another game when you still have 40 songs you hadn't tried on last year's version, which I think is fucking conjecture. <laughs> yeah, both like, of those are you mad. Both of those well, are ridiculous. Who's going who's gonna to buy, um, you know, a rock band? whatever and not play some of the songs and then still think oh man should i buy this other game i haven't played the other songs on it but most of the time the reason why you haven't played those songs because you don't like them yeah those songs suck. <laughs> yep. so why why are you concerned about the 40 songs you hadn't tried last year's version because you're not gonna play them anyway right. <laughs> yeah that, I mean, that i was thinking the exact same thing the whole the whole like peripherals or and it sounds ridiculous, and I think it's a little ridiculous, but I see, I kind of see where he's coming from when he says the biggest flaw in the model was that the peripherals were always good enough. I think all he's saying, really, I don't think he's advocating that they should have made shitty instruments that would make you want to buy more, but he's saying that that is the type of thing that works. Like, yeah, I made an iPhone. Model. The iPhone's kind of slow because we don't have a 3G network. Oh, shit. 3G came out. I'm going to come out with an iPhone 3G. You know what? The iPhone's still kind of slow. Like, that model works in the way that, like, it's, like, usually... You know, I mean, iPhones are, like, funny because... They're like, different. You, I realize Yeah, it. you people want them every year. But, like, it's really the, like, leap year model where it's, like... Not leap... You know what I mean? Like, leapfrog yeah, year. Every other you, year. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. And that's kind of the way, for at least rock band... It uh, kind of works because, um, you know, if you had the first set, you didn't really need the second set. But right. now there's the pro stuff. Uh-huh. Guitar Hero really totally didn't add much. And there was a guitar with every game. Mm-hmm. Right. A different guitar with every game. Different like model, but like basically bo- boiled down to the same thing. The only thing they added to that guitar was the uh, the, the star power button. Uh, you, right. Uh, and, no, they and, added a touchpad, too. Oh, touchpad. yeah. Which means that nobody stupid. uses. Right. <laughs> And, you know, the funny thing is that right now we're actually agreeing with Pactor in saying this, mm-hmm. which is really weird because I don't necessarily I'm agreeing with them. But I think it's still like, I, I mean, I don't think it's a big flaw in the model is what I'm saying. I well, guess I think like, it's a big flaw in the in the business model because your goal yes, if is you want to make, make money, money. It's a bad idea. I understand right. that. But and like, again, that's what I'm saying is that that's all I think that's kind of all he was saying. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I've 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 heard him talk with, you know. 
He's a financial angel. Angel, 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 angel. He's a financial angel. <laughs> I'm not the Frank one mispronouncing shit today. <laughs> um, he is a financial analyst, and he, you know, he's been on shows with you know other journalists who you know who live and breathe the industry, but may not necessarily know about the finances and all that stuff behind it. Um, because when you separate yourself from the development community and the publishing community, it all comes down to like how businesses work in the mind of the consumer and the producer. So they're kind of different there. So while it sounds like half the time he's talking about bullshit that he doesn't know anything about, like, you know, I've seen, I've seen him, you know, converse with journalists and, you know, he, he, he recognizes that like some of the stuff he says is removed from it. And so like he, he always, yeah, that's why when I'm reading this quote from him, I say this sounds kind of ridiculous, but I know where he's coming from. Mm. You know, he he has some ties back to the people who are actually in the industry. When he he's had conversations with them, he sounded like he did know what he was talking about, and it's just he's looking at it from a completely different perspective. Um, the the thing that I actually really do take issue with was what you were saying, Al, about the whole forty song thing. It's not mm-hmm. just that those forty songs were bad, but like. He's not right. Bad. One of the, huh? Not bad. Or that they didn't you like. Do, that the, like personally, like you wouldn't be interested in them. That's why you didn't play them. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's right. One of the selling points was the breadth of the music offering. Um, and let's see. Wedbush analysts said the activist. If it better managed the game's track lists and instrument peripherals. So what is he, what is he advocating here when he says, okay, well, most of these games had like up to 80 songs. So why would you want to buy new? Is he saying they should come out with less music? I yeah, like that's so the hard part. that they should have gave you, given you less song, fewer songs, so that you it, a it probably wouldn't cost as much to to you the company to produce the game, right? And b it, it would give the consumer up. an incentive to want to play more because oh now there's more music as opposed to oh there's more music right. Because now it's not like overwhelming, 80 songs. Oh shit, 80 songs. That's a lot of fucking music. Uh, you know, you take, you probably put out like 45 or 50 songs and you can probably make your collection last a bit longer. And the other thing, and I run the risk of saying this from the wrong perspective as someone who like, Someone who's a hardcore gamer as opposed to a casual gamer, but like we buy we buy new games quite a lot, quite often compared to how often we actually finish them. So I don't think that's saying, well, I didn't finish all the songs in Guitar Hero Two, so I'm not going to buy Guitar Hero Three. Is necessarily a a logical reason to not buy the next game. I did not finish. Final Fantasy. Oh, I'm trying to think. I didn't finish Final Fantasy 10, but I still went out and bought 12 because I knew that I wanted to play it. Again, th- I could be talking completely from the wrong perspective, you know, as someone who plays games a lot. But just that that statement alone has, you know, has the flaws of hardcore people don't think that way. And to your point, Al, those 40 songs just might not have been that person's cup of tea, and they were ready to move on to the next game. Um. I personally think that it goes right back to DLC. If he, like, I wish he had said something about DLC because then I would totally agree with him. Yeah, I was going to say the problem with this, with, with Packer's quotes in this article in particular is that while he's pointing out things that were done wrong, he doesn't, it, there's no mention of what he thinks could have been done right. Right. Well, 
Yeah, I, I don't necessarily think that's a problem as much as it... Like, he could have still framed the DLC thing as, oh, and they did this wrong with DLC. And I just... I want them to mention what Activision did wrong because I still think it's fucking stupid. Oh, <sighs> I, I would like to mention what Activision did wrong. Everything. No. <laughs> well, um, in, in reference to DLC, I think that that's another uh, thing that uh, was really going up against... Activision, but before I do that, before I forget what I was going to say, because you brought up something that was very important. You brought up Guitar Hero 2 versus Guitar Hero 3. Mm-hmm. There was a paradigm shift once, I think once Rock Band came out and once the shit blew up and, you know, became like a megaton bomb. Yep. There was a paradigm shift in how you played the game because Guitar Hero and Guitar Hero 2 and Guitar Hero 3 were all point A to point B games. You right. wanted to play all of the songs or as many songs exactly. as you can and get to the next tier and get to the next tier and then finish it. But then once Rock Band came out, you were inclined to follow the same paradigm of I want to go through these songs and go through the next set of songs, next set of songs. But first off, the obstacles of singing, uh, having to know all of these songs in order to sing them, and then being able to only really progress if you had a whole group of people those got in the way. So the paradigm shift shifted to give me all the songs and I'll just play what I want to play. Paradigm shift shift. Paradign <laughs> shift shift. Uh did I say paradigm shift shifted? Yes. Yes. God damn it. Alright, anyway. <laughs> um so now you're at the point where what um Rock Band 3 has a a mode, a world tour mode still, but the world tour mode is still kind of like on the back burner. You probably could still play all the games from the get go. I don't know. I have I don't own it, so I don't know, but whatever. Uh, Guitar Hero World Tour is the exact opposite. Guitar Hero World Tour has a World Tour mode, but it is still a point A to point B game, which means that if I want to play the songs in World Tour without having to go through them piece by piece, uh, I have to use a code or something. And then on top of that, there's a song that can only be unlocked if you finish the game. It's right. not even accessible by a cheat code. And as much as I really want to play that song, which is Dream Theater's Pull Me Under, mm. I'm not willing to go through the entire game of Guitar Hero World Tour because I'm so burnt out on that experience. I did not know this existed. I may actually go back and play World Tour now. Yeah. Uh, see, the thing is, to get through the fucking meat to get to the dessert, the, the meat is just too tough for me. Too many songs so, that you don't like? Not too many songs that I don't like, but just... um. <sighs> The, the experience is worn out on me. The paradigm shift. It's like I don't want to play uh five songs to get to the sixth song, and then once I finish that sixth song, I get to open up another five songs again. I'm trying to remember. Um, I thought that world tour in world tour, you didn't have to beat all the songs, but you had to finish at least some of them to move on to the next group. Yeah, that was uh, not all, but some. Yeah, you had to finish some of them to get uh, a certain amount of stars or something. Right. It's kind of like how they did in Guitar Hero Metallica, mm-hmm. which I think that was like the last game that I wanted to do that with, mainly because uh, you know Metallica is one of my favorite bands. So the way they did it was you have to get a certain number of stars to be able to open up the next tier. So you didn't even have to, you know, if you five star the first two songs, you can get to the next tier, even though the tier was four or five songs big, and then you would just do that. And if you just wanted to play the game and kind of wanted to get to the end, you could probably go through a, a lower percentage of the songs. Whereas, you know, I went through most of it. I just didn't play like some of the covers that I just didn't feel like 
it you know wasn't really it wasn't cohesive to me even though it is in reality cohesive because metallica may have toured with them or it may have been an inspiration right that that song it was like please i'd rather play metallica this right um so there are some songs that i probably haven't played on guitar on metallica but i am pretty sure that i've played every single song in the bass not the bonus tracks but the every single bass song of guitar hero every single bass song of guitar hero 2 and every single bass song of guitar hero 3 um and you can't really say that well i can't really i, I can't say it at all for any of the other games that came after that oh no absolutely not uh, granted maybe it is because there's so many songs but you know back in the first three you know when the first three guitar hero games came out i wanted more songs because i wanted that challenge i wanted to have you know a longer time of playing because you when guitar hero 2 came out we both her her hero her hero when guitar hero 2 came out (laughs) (laughs) you and i like went through it in two days yeah you i think you actually went through it in one day i went through it in one day yeah yeah and I, I i went through it in two days and it was wonderful it was a great experience and we continued to play it because we played the shit out of guitar hero 2 but you you don't you don't get that anymore and if you did you'd probably be overwhelmed by the fact that there's 85 songs that you have to plow through and some of them may, may not even be that great to play right uh so now dlc yes i mean i will say that uh getting as for my personal experience, getting burnt out on Guitar Hero, Rock Band, whatever, is my own fault for trying to so, so like, I can't figure out the word here, but so intensely play two on a competitive level. And that yeah. burnt me out. That was my fault. It was completely my fault. So. Yeah, that's definitely not uh, Activision's fault in, in the least. <laughs> um, and I completely understand that. Um, that factor about it because there are some people who do that you know like maurice and he compet he competes and he plays pretty much every day but he's not burnt out on right it. so I, I guess it's your mileage may vary type right. of thing which is all great and, you know that's why we're individuals um kumbaya, but i want to move on to the dlc <laughs> okay uh so what did activision do wrong about their dlc Everything. They put their DLC in packs. Oh, that, yeah. They they put they didn't really put out that much DLC. They didn't really market it. But I think that one of the biggest things was, let's put a song that you want with two songs you don't want, <laughs> or let's put a song, <laughs> let's put two songs you want with a song that you don't really care for, and let's charge you a, 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 a four or five dollars for it. Right. Uh, when you know Rock Band has their entire store available piecemeal, as you like to say, Austin. Um. Two dollars a piece. You know, you get any song you want. We do present packs at, at a discount for all you know songs, or not even a discount. Like we released an album, and you can either get the album for itself. a discount. Actually, that is yeah for a discount. You can get the entire album yourself for like ten bucks, or you can get each song in the album for two dollars a piece. Now there may be ten, twelve, fifteen songs in the album, so. You may think, well, it'll benefit me, even though I probably won't play all the songs. You pay $10 and I'll get, you know, 80% of the songs I want, 12 out of 15 songs I want. I will pay $10 as opposed to paying 24 Right. And you have the option to do that. But with Activision, it was like, yeah, you're going to have to get this song if you want that song. And it's going to cost you $5. But I, no, I don't care. $5. And yeah, I, I think I railed against that when they released the first packs for Guitar Hero 2. Mm-hmm. 
And I was just like, really? That's great. Thanks. My Chemical Romance. I don't want you. You know? Yeah. And then they re-released the uh, Guitar Hero 1 songs, I think, in a combo pack with Guitar Hero 2 songs. And, like, you wanted one of the Guitar Hero 1 songs because it was, like, a top-tier song. But then the other two songs were like lower tier songs from Guitar Hero 1 or 2. And it was like, well, that's not going to be so fun. I just want to... You know, then we get to that point where the only songs you want to play are like the super intense, crazy songs and not like the songs that you like. And right. I think that that's also where the shift came in because back when Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero 2, and Guitar Hero 3 were out, you didn't care if you liked the song or not. You, you just cared if it was fun to play. Like, there, there may have been a really good song, like a song that I like to listen to, blah, blah, blah. But the song itself doesn't really have that great of a guitar part. So it's not going to be fun to play. So I wouldn't want to play it. And but now that, that's, I think that's what comes in with rock band is that because it's more of a band experience, you can't focus on any one instrument more than the others. Right. And that gives you more of a variety when you want to play a game to play the game but a lot of people play rock band not to play the game but to play a song that they like and to party with it and to party with it. Yeah. well and the best way to party is to have a good time you're not gonna have a party and play some song that you think is shit <laughs> right or play some song that like you want to play because that guitar part is nuts and you want to take the challenge but you keep failing out, and everyone else is like, all right, I'm getting tired of hearing it going, because you keep missing the notes. That's no fun. It's fun yeah. for me. Um, and then they introduce no fail, which completely like eliminates that. And now it's just a personal level of, oh, man, I'm tired of having my meter stay in the red for the whole song. Uh, but at the same time, <clears throat> um, I think that... I'm trying to trying to form this out properly here. Choo choo train of thought. I think that like for a song like Roundabout by Yes, remember we played that at Maurice's house, right? It's like 13 minute song or something like that. A song like that, I probably would not have been interested in playing in Rock Band Three just off of. I mean, I know what Yes is, and it's just I probably wouldn't gravitate toward playing that song because I don't know what it is, and I probably you know, wouldn't get into it immediately. But if that kind of song was in Guitar Hero 3, and it was like, you know, the last tier, I would probably be all over that song. Mm. Because of the fact that, like, you know, it's a lengthy song, and there are a lot of hard guitar parts. Right, um, right. Even though it's a slow song, it's still got a lot of crazy guitarness into it. And um, that's more on a gameplay level. Right. And so. that, just, that just goes away with, you know, the more casual it became, Mm-hmm. Unless you cared about the gameplay, and you're like, I want to hear it. That's all. I think that 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 perspective and that that casual mind frame may have also contributed to Activision wanting to kind of chill out on the Guitar Hero thing. Maybe How's it's in- oh, or maybe it's getting too expensive to get these licenses. Oh, uh, I see what you maybe mean. Maybe it's becoming a little bit more difficult because people are now becoming more aware of the fact that. Uh, whether they can make money or not or how much money they can make and you know they want this much they want that much or they don't even want to be involved at all but it's a song that everybody would probably really want to play right so you know maybe it's getting too difficult for them to really make a guitar hero game that's going to matter despite the fact that they've flooded the market and despite the fact that people are losing interest it they probably can't come up with something that's going to ignite interest again yeah yeah and that's why you know, 
That's why I think it's pretty much gone. At least the franchise is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Just the, it, you, you, you so clearly see the different philosophies where harmonics is like, okay, maybe rock band three is the last one we ever put out. Um, but that's fine. A, they did a bang up job with making a good piece of software. And B, if they never release software for rock band again, like, I would really like to see the sales figures for the DLC, but I'm going to bet that they, you know, while they go on to other ventures like Dance Central and all that other stuff, them sustaining themselves through, um, through the Rock Band store mm-hmm. is going to be just fine. Whereas yeah. Activision didn't even try that. They said, you know what? Not only are we getting rid of the software for the time being, but we're also shutting down our DLC. Like, no more new songs. That's it. You're stuck with what we've built up for the past, I don't know how many years, and that's it. Nothing new. We're gone. We're done. Not even trying. So, but we are, I would say that we are running up against Petey's recording time limit, but Petey, want to give one final thought? Uh, Yeah, I mean, you guys pretty much covered everything that I would say anyway. Uh, I was going to, the only other thing I could add is that maybe now with, uh, you know, Guitar Hero taking a break or just going away for good, who knows, but maybe now we'll actually get some of those uh, bands that Activision scooped up, possibly going over and uh, putting stuff out for Rock Band (laughs) Muse. Um, Yes, that would be great. (laughs) But uh, yeah, like, I I mean, that's really, I just hope Harmonix keeps it going because this is still a, a party game for me. I love going to those rock band nights and like even just Home Alone. I like, I mean, it's like my own little personal karaoke time. I'll throw on rock bands and sing the songs that I like and, you know, not care about playing the game, just like having a good time, you know? Um, so yeah, I just hope rock band stays alive and, you know, with what they're doing with DLC and the, uh, the rock band network and letting, you know, just any band become part of their game. Um, I feel if anyone's going to keep this thing alive, it is going to be them. Right. Yeah. Really smart thing they did with that. Um, but yeah, so long guitar hero. I don't think I'll miss you at all. And please don't come back. <laughs> I mean, I, I still want to finish Guitar Hero 2 for 360. Um, that I had stopped doing because my 360 broke. Maybe I'll do it this year. Just, uh, you know, that's my, my 40 that I, I pour or that I tip to its memory. <laughs> they should just start officially making Guitar Hero controllers for Rock Band. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah, that would be funny. It's like we didn't do the software right, but we damn sure do the hardware right. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So yeah. BT. Um, Twitter.com slash Riven. And uh, by the way, I'm a little surprised that nobody wrote in or called me out on mispronouncing something last week. Um, I did it twice on purpose and I, I nobody said anything. Uh, the band name, The Fratellis, I kept saying The Fratellis and nobody <laughs> noticed. Um, but yeah, uh, just thought I'd mention that. But yeah, follow me on Twitter. I'm pretty Tweet awesome. him about how he mispronounced The Fratellis. Arc Fratellis. Like Arc Fatalis. Oh. Arc Fatalis. Arc Fatalis. Yes. And you live where? I live xlm2k.blogspot.com. If you want to Twitter me up, it's D Red Mage on Twitter. And um, my band, Rocafuerte, Musica.com. Mobiles. I'm on Twitter at twitter.com slash Mr. Chupon with an O, not a zero. You can also look up nonsense on www.sharkversusoctopus.com. The versus is spelled out. V E R S W W. 
www. Yeah, don't forget the www because it won't work otherwise. Uh, obviously, trygames.net. Um, I still owe you guys some reviews. We'll see. Now that I finish Miles Edgeworth, maybe I'll... I, I don't fucking know. Anyway, we'll pimp all the other stuff tomorrow. We're running out of time, but uh, people and stuff and dinosaurs and doctors and people PAX with East is like a month away now. <laughs> PAX East, one month away. We'll see you there. So for Pitte. Bye. For Alfie. Peace. I, your host, Austin, we gone. Ha ha. Ha ha. All right, let me stop this recording and. I gotta fucking pee.